The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is supported by insuremytrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at insuremytrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you so much for being here, my friend. Plenty of back episodes for you to check out at CruiseRadio.net, on iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio Network, or just type in Cruise Radio in iTunes. On this show, we'll get a review of MSC Davina, but first, he's back. He's been to L.A., New York, on vacation. Who knows? Celebrating birthdays. The vacationing, Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. Hey, dude. By the way, happy uh, belated birthday. Hey, thanks very much. Yeah, with, uh, 5-0, right? <laughs> nope. Not yet. <laughs> Not there yet. A few more years. All right. Several more years. Okay. (laughs) So uh, over the weekend, uh, Cunard had a nice royal meeting over there in Long Beach. What happened? Well, the uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, docked in Long Beach for the very first time uh, to essentially kick off uh, Cunard Line's 175th anniversary. And uh, there was a nice little uh, get together with uh, her older sister, the former uh, Queen Mary uh, there in Long Beach where uh, Queen Mary uh, essentially launched a new uh, exhibit highlighting uh, the Canard ships. Canard Line lent them a couple of their uh, older ship models uh, for their exhibit, and uh, it's, it's something, else, uh, lo- something else to look forward to, uh, to while, while you're there in Long Beach. You know, Queen Elizabeth left. Uh, she's on her 112-day uh, around-the-world cruise, and uh, she headed up to San Francisco. And that's where you were. I, I actually was in San Francisco, and... I was supposed to take a t- uh, pilot boat out and meet the ship, but wound up doing a, a tugboat because of the weather. And uh, so me and, uh, you know, the KTV, uh, KTVU Fox News up there uh, got together, and we were doing uh, broadcasting. Uh, we were doing TV segments from uh, the Queen Elizabeth uh, all morning long, uh, essentially, you know, showcasing, you know, one uh, canard line to the folks there in San Francisco, but talking about the uh, significant uh, economic uh, impact that uh, cruise the cruise industry has on the economy there in San Francisco. So it really was a, a quite an experience. How's that port set up in San Francisco? Well, they, they have actually just they have a brand new 117 million dollar cruise terminal, which is Pier 27, and Star Princess actually came in uh, Saturday, and uh, so she occupied that one. And then the only other cruise terminal is the old one, which we were at, uh, which is Pier 35. So they've only got room for two cruise ships at a time right now. Okay, moving on. So it was kind of leaked out by Port Miami, um, I'm sure, unbeknownst to Carnival, that Carnival Vista is going to be heading to Miami. Is that correct? The destination, the final home port for Carnival Vista was leaked out in a uh, Miami-Dade County uh, commission meeting where they had to approve the contract between uh, Carnival Corp. and Miami-Dade County. So uh, after uh, her Mediterranean season and a few shore cruises 
uh, sailings out of New York, uh, Carnival Vista will homeport in Miami, uh, which is, uh, I think, very exciting. Is that going to be an indefinite homeport, or at least for the next couple of years? The, the official schedules have not been revealed yet. So the ship actually may return to Europe seasonally, mm-hmm. but uh, her main home port will be Miami. But uh, there is a possibility, based on the information that was leaked out of that uh, meeting, that uh, you know, based on the guaranteed time that she's going to be in Miami over the course of uh, a few years, that uh, she has to spend a certain amount of months which means that uh, it, it appears it, it may be just seasonal. Okay. And some big news for Royal Caribbean last week. They cut the steel for the fourth Oasis-class ship. Now, Stuart, when are we going to see this ship out? Well, she is uh, due to be out in 2018. But, uh, you know, size-wise, uh, you know, Royal Caribbean uh, put out in the release that uh, she's supposed to be, she's supposed to reminisce uh, the first two, Oasis and Allure of the Seas, of 225,282 tons versus the 227,700 tons that Oasis 3 is supposed to be, actually the winter of 2018. Speaking of Royal Caribbean, they've been offering free Internet on Quantum of the Seas. Uh, what are, they, are they testing something, or why are they doing this? Well, it's actually interesting, and I, I've heard from several people. Essentially, they, they've been offered free Internet. Royal Caribbean wants them to test the, the limits of the system. So... You know, go ahead. You know, use your free internet. Um, download, you know, you know, download whatever it is that you want to use. FaceTime, Skype, um, use Netflix. Uh, knock yourselves out. You know, test the system. And uh, what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out how fast, maybe how, you know, what what areas are better. So they just kind of opened it up. Uh, if you are planning to go on Quantum, that does not mean that on your sailing that you are going to have free internet. It just means that those uh, lucky folks on the last several sailings um, have had some uh, free Internet. And uh, I've heard from a couple of people who've been very appreciative. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, actually after the sailing we were on, I think every sailing since I know of last week, there's been free Internet. So like what, two months now? Yeah, well, that's that's uh, quite a treat. Yeah, totally. Uh, so Viking River Cruises has a ocean cruise branch now called Viking Ocean Cruises in their latest ship or newest or upcoming ship, we'll say, is called Viking Star. It just completed the sea trials, so what's next for it? Well, um, the you know after it, it just finished its sea trials, and uh, I believe it's, what, April? They're supposed to begin uh, uh, sailing. It's, uh, it's only a 930-passenger uh, ship. And, uh, you know, I know there's, there's a lot of uh, people that are very excited uh, about uh, her debut. Uh, she's only about 47,800 tons, so, you know, April, May is... Uh, I guess May is her uh, her debut um, with uh, the very first. This is actually their very first cruise ship. So uh, we're we'll, we'll looking forward to seeing uh, what, what she's all about. Stuart, we have a listener question here from Shelly in Valdosta, Georgia. She says, we're going on a spring break cruise from Cape Canaveral and are getting conflicting reports. Do we need a passport or not? Thanks. The simple answer is yes and no. Okay. <laughs> Explain. Um, it's, it's a closed-loop cruise which means that you're beginning and ending in the same U.S. port. So technically, you don't need a, uh, a valid U.S. passport, while it is uh, strongly uh, advisable to have one. Uh, what you can use in place of that is a certified copy, not a photocopy, a certified copy of the original birth certificate along with a government-issued uh, photo ID such as a driver's license. A driver's license alone will not work and uh, you will be denied boarding. So it's, it's very, uh, very specific uh, what, what you can use other than a passport 
But when you're leaving, let's say, a round trip out of Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Canaveral, could be New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, um, you can use a certified copy of your birth certificate along with a government-issued photo ID like a driver's license. So let me ask you this then. So if they're going out of Cape Canaveral, they're probably going, let's just say, Bahamas. If they were to get sick in Bahamas and have to go back to the United States, would they have uh, an issue getting back to the United States because they don't have a passport? If they had to fly back Mm -hmm. from the Bahamas, it's going to be a real pain. It's going to be a real problem because they don't have the paperwork to leave the Bahamas and they don't have the paperwork to reenter the United States. it It is a problem, which is why, even though you don't need it, and you say, well, we're in perfect health. Well, you never know. There are accidents. So that's why it's best to get a passport. But if time doesn't uh, permit, then uh, you know, just use the certified copy of the birth certificate. Just curious, what are your thoughts of those passport cards? If you're going to get one, you might as well just get the, the passport. Yeah. Don't, even, don't even waste your time with the card. Okay. We've been talking with Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Find him on Twitter at cruiseguy or online at cruiseguy.com. Thank you, man. Hey, Doug, my pleasure. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. This is Cruise Radio. We always like getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net like... Editor of CruiseFever.net, Ben Souza. He just returned from a two-night Caribbean cruise aboard MSC Davina, and he joins us today. Hello, Ben. Hello, Doug. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're uh, where are you in Ohio? I'm in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Is it? Uh, have you had a cold winter yet? Oh yes. When I left for my cruise, it was two degrees. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was a, it was a perfect timing. Uh, so. This next question may be easy for you then. So let's take a step back and uh, before we actually get on board the ship, what made you want to decide to sail MSC Davina? I have not been on MSC yet. And I've okay. heard about it. I've had friends, relatives go on it. And, and I like trying all the different cruise lines. I like different things that the cruise lines offer. And so when the opportunity came up for a two-night cruise, I, I jumped on it. Nice. And it sails out of Port Miami. So once you got to Port Miami, how was embarkation for MSC? It was a little slow due to customs from the previous voyage was delayed, clearing the ship. Mm. So we ended up not boarding the ship until 1 o'clock. But with customs, it's kind of out of your control. So you just, you just roll with the punches. It was funny. I had no clue you were down there. I was, we were only two ships apart. I was aboard Carnival Breeze that day. 
and you were on MSC Davina. Yeah, I saw your tweet, and I was, I was like, like, oh, wow, wow. yeah, you're right there. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so you board MSC Davina after your uh, embarkation. What were your first impressions of the ship? I thought the ship was just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really like. I love the decor, and I'm, I'm Italian, so I'm, li- I'm probably a little biased towards the cruise line, mm-hmm. but I really, really enjoyed the, just the decor, and just the ship was just absolutely gorgeous. It seems like uh, they paid so much attention to detail when designing this ship. They did, and one, one area I really loved was the gelato mm-hmm. and pastry bar. Let's move to the stateroom then. So first off, Ben, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? I had a balcony stateroom on deck 12. There's one little thing about staterooms that make me really happy, and it might be small, and and you cruise a lot, so you'll probably understand. When I open up the bathroom door and I see a glass shower door Mm -hmm. instead of the shower curtain, and it (laughs) had that, and I loved that. But the room, it was very roomy, had a decent-sized couch, good-sized balcony. It was a comfortable bed. It It was great. Let's talk about the food on MSC Davina because one th- food is very subjective, anyways. And uh, when the first when the chip first came out, it was really hit or miss. So, what were your impressions? I enjoyed it, but again, I'm Italian, so yeah, I know a lot of people they're not real sure about the pasta. I mean, they cook it al dente the way they eat it over in the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. and so a lot of Americans really aren't quite adjusted to that. But with the variety you have, you never have a problem finding something to eat. Yeah, and food is so subjective, too, and that's what I always tell people. It's like, you know, you might like something, and I might hate it, and it could just be perfectly fine. Oh, that, that is true, but I will say that the pizza is absolutely phenomenal Nice on the Divina. Even better than the pizza on Regal Princess, because that was pretty good pizza. Uh, I am going to say yes. Oh, and I had, wow. I had both of those recently within the past couple of months, so I can, and it was just, it was really good. And everyone else on the ship, they were raving about it, too, so... So MSC Cruises, the cruise line is actually based in Italy, and they, ha- they do attract a lot of Europeans coming over to the winter for their winter holiday. So with that being said, you have a lot of different languages on board. So you really can't have a comedian in 14 different languages. It would take all, take all night, and it wouldn't even be funny. So with that said, Ben, like, what kind of entertainment did you experience aboard this two-night cruise on MSC Divina? They had two production shows. Mm-hmm. And one of them, the first night was The Witches of Paris, which won the Porthole Editor, Editor-in-Chief. Um, production show of the year. And I'm not a big fan of most cruise ship shows, mm-hmm. but I went to it and I was absolutely, bl- I loved it. I, it was humorous. It was entertaining. I can't remember the last time I went to a show and I was like, it's over already. Mm-hmm. It, wow. and st- the crowd gave it a standing ovation. And if you, anyone who goes on the Vina, if you're going to go to one show, go to Witches of Paris. It's, it's great. So let's move to the outdoor area, Ben, because one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves itself during sea days or when it's at sea when everybody is using the outdoor area. So how did the outdoor areas behave and how was the flow? I, I thought it flowed very well. I, there, there was three pools and they were divided up. They had the aft infinity pool, which offered you know, the, you know, the great aft views. Mm-hmm. Then you had the main pool deck. Then there was another pool in the indoor-outdoor area. So if it's... They had it closed for this cruise, but they could open it. So it offered a lot of variety. And it was plenty of lounge chairs. There's a nice water slide. It seemed to have a little bit of everything. And every, and it wasn't crowded at all. It was really great. Nice. Very cool. And you went over to bah- uh, the Bahamas. So uh, was it warm in the Bahamas or was it a little chilly still? It was 80 and sunny. Nice. Got to love it was, that. It was a beautiful day. Yeah, absolutely. Really what would you do over there? I actually just well, – I went over to the Atlantis. 
we were the only ship in Nassau that oh, Wow, night, that's very rare. Which is rare for being in Nassau. And they were celebrating a holiday, Majority Rules Day. Ah. Where they celebrate whoever won the election. Uh-huh. And so Nassau was almost to the point where it was kind of dead, which was nice because sometimes traffic can be horrible coming back to the port. So it was real easy getting around town and getting around. And I just went did some shopping, went over to the Atlantis, laid out on the beach for a while, enjoyed some sun, and just used a relaxing day. I like how they like celebrate that majority rules day. That's so cool. Like let's just have a lot of obscure holidays here in the I US. Know. And, <laughs> and, and and some of the the workers were complaining that they had to work that day. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of the shops were closed, but all the touristy ones were open since the ship was in port. That's so awesome. So uh, back to the MSC Davina. Do you have any first time maybe been there, done that tips for people who may be considering or who are going to cruise MSC Davina? Oh, definitely. The buffet can get really crowded um, in the entrance. But what a lot of people don't realize is if you just walk farther down to the aft, mm-hmm. is that there's more stations with the exact same food and no lines, especially ah. for breakfast. So if you, if you when you go and it's crowded, just walk back towards the aft of the ship and you'll be able to get, get your eggs, hash browns, sausage, bacon, all that with no lines. And you could have in no problems finding a seat farther back. In closing here, Ben, what are your final thoughts of MSC Davina? I, I really, I love the ship, and I, and I would tell anyone who's going on it to go in with an open mind. And I say that about anytime anyone's trying a new cruise line, they might have cruised one cruise line for, you know, 10 or 11 cruises, is go in, enjoy the things that are different, and don't try and compare it to what you other, you've experienced on other ships or other lines, and you'll enjoy your cruise a whole lot more. My, uh, my tip would be don't read the message boards, because people... People tend yes. to post just negative things. You're not going to see someone rave. Well, well, nine times out of ten, you won't see someone rave on a cruise ship. You're going to see them bitch and complain about their experience. So, uh, yeah, I, my big thing is people tell me, well, where can I get reviews? I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to read about the ship, go to the Cruise Line website. But if you want to read what everybody and their brother has to say, go to another forum website. Do you feel the same way or do you kind of go through all the reviews and see what people think? I've learned to just not even read reviews yes, because it tends to be here. the people who are angriest are the loudest. And <laughs> yes. people who had the one small negative experience, they'll blow it up. And, it's, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you know, you just have to enjoy the time. You're Here you are. You're on a cruise ship at sea. I mean, enjoy the time. For me, I, I had a wake-up call. I posted about, it was, it was actually it was on MSC Poesia a couple of years ago, and I forgot my sports jacket. And I, I posted the review on Cruise Critic and just kind of giving a typical review of the ship. And someone told me I should never be able to cruise again because it was very irresponsible of me forgetting my sports jacket in the rental car. <laughs> and from that point on, seriously, from that point on, December of 2010, I haven't read one review on a forum board about a cruise ship. Yeah, I, I've, I've stopped because it's just – and if you do read reviews – Throw out the real, the ones where everything was horrible. Yeah. Throw out the ones where people say everything was perfect. And just read the ones that are just in the middle where people are just honest about everything. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I want to be attacked, I'd call my ex-girlfriend. So, right. Yeah, exactly. We've, we've been talking with the editor of CruiseFever.net, Ben Souza. Find him at CruiseFever.net. We'll also link to his site in the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. Ben, my friend, great talking to you and welcome home. Alrighty, that'll do it for this week's episode of Cruise Radio. If you want to find out more about the MSC Davina, head to cruisefever.net or just check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net. We'll link to Ben's site from right there. Uh, over the weekend, or actually this coming up weekend, rather, 
We're heading over to Galveston, Texas, where Carnival Freedom will be doing her inaugural call into Galveston. If you want to follow along on social media, it's hashtag Celebrate Freedom. We'll also be posting photos and all that good stuff. CruiseRadio.net, also Facebook.com slash CruiseRadio, Instagram, and Twitter. So with that said, have a happy Valentine's Day. And from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.